0: hey there welcome to the girl go global podcast where faith and works are empowered with every episode we're discussing what it takes to pursue purpose intentionally while doing everything we have in our hearts to do together we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith know-how and grit i'm your host dr jasmine and i'm ready to go global with you let's get started Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast. I'm Dr. Jasmine, and I can't wait to have this conversation. This is the community where faith and works are empowered. I have with me a special guest, Miss Asia Rogers. She's the founder of A. Rogers Apparel, a woman's clothing brand designed for the modern woman who wants to look good at brunch and in the boardroom. Asia believes in empowering women through fashion. With over 16 years of experience in the fashion industry, she has managed to manage multi-million dollar contracts she's also been able to bring her fashion and attire to be worn by women all over for the woman who is 30 and over be sure to check out a rogers apparel and by the way global girls this episode it's sponsored by a rogers apparel i have with me the founder and she's going to introduce you and get tell you a little bit more about herself asia
1: hello i am asia rogers the owner of A. Rogers Apparel. And firstly, I just want to thank you for having me on today. Um, I appreciate what you're doing, and um, I'm just happy to be here.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm
1: going to get right into this girl chat. So you
0: have to tell me just how you got into fashion. We know a little bit about each other because we went to the same church at one point, Mm -hmm. but I've always um, admired your fashion. I've always admired who you are, your family and your dynamic. But I want to really get into how you got into fashion and what that means for you and why you decided to bring this line to women.
1: Period. Sure. So, Fashion has kind of always been my thing. Before I even knew of a fashion, I always had my own style as a child. All of my memories, all of my memories I can remember them by what I had on. And so that's kind of like something that I've always just loved, loved to do. And so naturally when I was finishing high school and going into college, there was no other thought as far as a major. And so I went directly into fashion merchandising. And so again, fashion wasn't what it was, what it is today. And so I entered college in 2002. And at that time, fashion wasn't, you know, as much of a household name. And so not a lot of people knew of what a career path I could take, or it was just a lot of questions. But, you know, it was just kind of like the only thing that I felt myself doing. Um, As I got into college, I also entered into a dual degree program where I was able to get a fashion merchandising degree at University of Maryland Eastern Shore, while also getting a degree from the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. And so I spent some, you know, about a year there in my junior year of college and got a degree in advertising and marketing. And so I felt like New York really opened my eyes to the industry and let me know that it's just so many avenues that I could go down. Um, I was able to meet so many people who really gave me the confidence and said, like, you have a special skill. And so that is, I guess, my entry into fashion. Um, It was always something that I knew that I had that was a little different from others. You know, I I didn't really realize that it was a gift at that time, but I saw that it started to open doors for me. Meaning, you know, I was able to get jobs at popular boutiques just because I knew how to put an outfit together and I kind of presented myself in a way that was aspirational to the customers. Um, so, in many different instances, I was able to kind of get my foot in the door just based off of how I presented myself. Um, after college, I started uh, working with various global retailers. Um, I first started at Joseph A. Bank Clothier, and I started at the bottom, literally, where I was an assistant um, with a a planner in the business. You need a planner and a buyer to pretty much work on um, any line that's coming out. And so I was an assistant planner, which I did the financials, um, inventory, all of those kind of things. And then I gradually worked my way up. I then went into Under Armour and worked into allocation, which still, you know, deals with numbers and still the background work to what's going on out into the retail stores that you guys shop in. At that point, I was ready to, you know, spread my wings more, and I really had a passion for product, and so I got a job as a buyer at DTLR, or many know it as Downtown Locker Room. And that particular job really opened my eyes you know it was my first opportunity where i was able to travel around and and go to trade shows and just meet so many people and and go to like the canvases of these really large brands like nike and adidas and it really just opened my eyes um and then lastly i ended up uh working as a development merchandiser with a company um, lion brothers which also opened my eyes to the global world in manufacturing, so I was able to pretty much see the conception of an item going onto a garment and was able to you know travel around um, internationally, just working with you know worldwide brands. And so I pretty much have kind of I lived, ate and breathed fashion. I mean, it's just been something that I've been doing for so long. And um, at this point, you know, I felt like I tr- I went through the full cycle and it was only no other choice but to, you know, do it myself, do it for, for myself. I felt like I worked for so many years building other brands and it was really time for me to build my own.
0: Wow. You've said so much. I can't even believe that I... <laughs> for the, I don't even remember how long we went to the same church, by the way, but I'll have to say that I can't even believe I was sitting next to you sometimes, or you Mm -hmm. you were sitting near each other, and I didn't know all of the the great things that you were, you were doing, and I'm just so proud of you, girl. Oh my god, like, I didn't, I had no clue, and I'm so glad that I had, I get the chance to have a bit of an intimate conversation with you about this. Like, literally you've been doing your thing and I don't even think that people even know even I mean like literally (laughs) you um have been in some of the most high-end fashion brands in the world and I don't even know if you some of your clients or people that are buying from you online even know like this tell your
1: story I know so many people (laughs) have told me for so many years like what you do is not, you know, I guess, average, right? And it's like, why don't you tell your story more? And I've always tried to be a voice for people who were coming up, you know, mentorship and helping, you know, college students and telling them my story more. Um, Social media has helped because I've been able to, you know, lightly tell my story or people will kind of understand what I do a little bit more but yeah, that's probably a struggle. You know, my story is very important, but then at the same time, you know, I'm just, I kind of stay, I've always stayed pretty quiet and humble. But yeah, throughout that time while we were in church together, I was really in the thick of like traveling all the time and, you know, just working my tail off, just building.
0: Wow, and I might say that you you've done a good job. Let me be the first or second. I'm for. I'm like one of hundreds. I'm sure. I'm sure your family's right in front of me. But you're you're doing your daggone thing, and I fully support you. I myself has purchased some of your your clothing, yep. and I love it. And I can't wait to you know just kind of shop for more. Um, especially since we're opening up the country we're traveling more we're kind yeah. of getting back to some level of normalcy yes. so I just really can't wait to see what else you drop with your clothing line mm-hmm. but one thing I know for sure is that you have a brand that's f- deeply passionate about faith fashion yeah. and family really Absolutely. um, I know that you are a wife, you have two daughters, two beautiful daughters, Thank by you. the way. And um, so, tell me a little bit about your faith. How do you walk into these this industry, these, and you know, bring your faith, show up mm-hmm. authentically, you with your faith, doing what you love, but at the same time, not being afraid to profess that Jesus is Lord.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, my faith has been uh, huge in my journey. And and there has even been times that I didn't realize how much I was, you know, standing out on faith and doing these things because just in even the journey of going from one company to the next and every next there was kind of like a level up and I didn't even realize that it was so difficult in doing it. But I just really believe that God gave me that confidence just to step out there and say, you know what, you can get this done, you know. There are people who, you know, you can help along in this journey. And so I truly believe that, um, you know, God has really, really led my path. And and one thing that I, I really am grateful for that God gave me was he gave me so much like vision and like tunnel vision, you know. Um, like talk
0: about that real quick. Sure. I don't want to cut you off, uh-huh. but like talk about um vision. Like you said that you went to Eastern Shore. Mm-hmm. I think I applied there. I got in but didn't go. Mm-hmm. And I when by the way when you when you graduated. I mean when you went, I was graduating okay. from Morgan State. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time like you know, I myself can attest to having a vision going into college and like a God vision. Mm-hmm. I'll call it like just point blank like tell us about your vision because one of the tenets of the girl go global community and podcast is really to talk about faith but also strategy where did that vision come from were you always into fashion tell us a little bit more
1: yeah so it was something that i was just always into i was always a creative person you know i always kind of saw things differently i saw um different patterns together that may not have made sense or I always saw color before I kind of went with the muted tone and so it was always those things that you know I was always artistic so I could draw and I could just I was just a visual person I was very crafty and so um, I've always been told you know my hands are blessed in the sense that I can do makeup I can do hair I can do nails I can sew and so I was just always a person that I just needed my creativity to help me, you know, just be myself. And so um it's it's funny because when I say that I couldn't see myself doing anything else, I literally couldn't see myself doing anything else. You know, as I've gotten older, you know, you become more business minded. You're like, oh, maybe I should tap into these things. But my core, my inner self, and I know a part of my purpose is built in. Um, God making me this creative and wanting to you know help women feel great about themselves and you know have some of that confidence that I feel like that I had um to even you know walk into some of these doors
0: wow that's so good like you talked a lot about confidence Mm -hmm. what gives you the confidence what gave you the confidence like I know um some people don't have the confidence to say they can step out of outside of corporate right Mm -hmm. and say I'm going to do my own thing what gives you the confidence and I know it kind of resides in your faith but like what made you want to make that leap
1: right um it's funny you know I I joke with my mom today but growing up she always gave my sister not like a great deal of confidence you know and so we look back and we laugh at some old pictures from when we were like teenagers or, you know, and I was fine at my style. So I was always wearing something wild. And um, she always just gassed us up, you know, oh, you guys look good, you know, all of that. But I really felt like that, I don't even know if she knew what she was doing, but it was really building a sense of confidence in us that many people didn't have. And so even when there were times that I may have stood out, you know, too much, you know, or I wore something that was a little too bold or, you know, what have you. It was me and I felt unapologetic about that. And so that confidence, you know, I feel like um, that's why I am so authentic to who I am, because I believe that that's my confidence. I know that it's not even me to try to like go left or go right outside of like who I am um, and what I stand for. And and I know it's a God thing too. I know that's the way He built me, you know, um, that I I have to be truly authentic and stand in, you know, the way that He wants me to be. Um, and and my husband is the same way, and I believe that that's why He put us together because we are really like passionate about um being our authentic self and and representing um our family and just representing the kingdom of God, you know, in such a way as well
0: for sure for sure so I know it takes a lot of faith to kind of step into and walk into this industry Mm -hmm. even though like you've you've been in the industry for you know about 16 years or more Mm -hmm. tell us who want to know like maybe there's someone out here who kind of wants to get into fashion or maybe it's not fashion um in the way that you do it maybe it's a t-shirt line like mm-hmm. can you give like a couple strategies for that person who says hey i want to sell some t-shirts or i want to do jeans or i want to do shoes like can you drop a couple gems <laughs> for folks out there who don't even know the first thing about how wow. to get into any type of apparel <laughs> right. um whether it be in your lane or
1: another lane can you help them out sure uh, I, my first rule of thumb is do your homework you know, um, it's so important to, and we have information at our fingertips like no other, you know, so you have YouTube that you can, you know, watch some other experts or people who have been able to have some success and they really give you, you know, a how-to guide. You have Google, you have so many ways now that you can do some of the, the background work to kind of set you up so that you can, you know, you're always still walking in blindly because you still learn as you go, but You know, I always say, do your homework, um, get an understanding, you know, and again, um, do some networking, meet some people, you know, it's okay to, I always say that there are aspirational people, you know, so let's say um, a person that's at the top of their game that may not be as reachable, but there's always uh, people that are close by that are doing really well in a particular area that can always be Accessible enough for you to reach out to them and ask them a few questions, you know, or, you know, take them out to lunch or do whatever you need to do just to understand. Um, For younger people, I always tell them it's okay to work for free and to say yes. Um, I think that in this era, you know, a lot of times we promote saying no all the time. And I think that that is accurate because we all need to establish boundaries. But when you're younger and you're growing and you're trying to get to a certain place, this is a time where, you know, you can intern and you can help somebody out for free because while you're helping them out for free, your payment is the knowledge that you're gaining in doing whatever you're doing. And so I feel like, you know, while I was in college, I was always interning, you know, I was always trying to volunteer I was trying to get my foot in the door. When I was in New York, I was volunteering for free working at fashion week, but I was also able to watch these big shows that I would never had the, you know, access to. And so it's so much reward and just stepping in and saying, yeah, I can do that. Or, you know, I can stay a little later just so that I can, you know, learn a little bit more. Um, and then I also say, you know, learn your customer base or whatever that thing is that you're trying to do. So if you want to sell t-shirts, well, who are you selling them to? What do they like? You know, if what you want to write, you know, on them or whatever you're saying is, is that appropriate? Like, does that actually, is that for you or is that for them? And so I feel like um, you, you always got to know your customer. And be very, very defined in who that customer is.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with everything you said. You know, let me. I work in um, government, Mm -hmm. and um, most of the time. You know, people trying to get to the executive or they're trying to get to the political appointee Mm -hmm. or whomever that they work for. They want to smooth with them, Mm -hmm. if you will. But let me tell you who got the plug, the assistant. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) like literally, if you want something to get done, you need to go to the assistant. I used to be a special assistant to a chief of staff and some people have mastered the art of knowing that the assistant is the plug. Mm-hmm. I would get all kind of direct emails like, Hey, mm-hmm. um, can you help me get on the calendar? Can you help me get this resource? Can you get me into this meeting? Like literally yep. don't sleep on that, uh, executive assistant yep. for sure. Or Absolutely. that industry assistant, because they're going to be the one that help you get your foot in the door. Most of the time, because what is that person going to do? Hey, talk to my assistant. hmm
1: you know what my I'm saying. Si- my assistant and, works my calendar. You know,
0: <laughs> ex- exactly. Does and be nice. Hello, oh my gosh <laughs> It is nice to be nice. Oh, I always
1: say that. It's nice to be nice. It's it's no reason, you know, to come in with a bad attitude. It's like, you know, be nice, be positive.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, I totally agree with the idea of doing it for free. Or like doing work, what they say, above your pay grade. Mm-hmm. Like every now and then that's okay mm-hmm. to let people know, hey, I deserve to be at the next pay grade. And I'm going to just give you a little taste exactly. right now. Let me let me show you what I'm working exactly. with. And then, yeah, you definitely said something that goes across all business, um, business lines, if you will. This idea about knowing your avatar or knowing your customer mm-hmm. base, your target audience, whatever term of art you want to use. Know who your customer yeah. is because you need to develop materials content or whatever it is that speaks directly to them Mm -hmm. like that's so on point right there like I totally agree with that so Asia I really really want to know you know you've been in the industry quite a while Mm -hmm. like what do you wish you'd known when you started this journey like you've done a
1: lot now you started your
0: own line is there something that you wish you known before you started this journey
1: Some of the things that I wish I would have known are just more, um, it's it's from a mental standpoint, um, things like it takes time, you know, I tried to do so many things in my twenties and just try to jump Mm. out there, but I wasn't ready. Like I can say today that I wasn't ready. I had the talent, but I don't think I had the business mind. I didn't have the structure or the discipline. Because those are the things that bring on the longevity. You know, the talent is great, but you can continue to nourish that as you're learning something else. Mm-hmm. Another thing is um that that goes along with it takes time. Is it's okay to fail? Also, you know, I was listening to um, Sarah Blakely, Linkley, the the lady who founded Spanx, and she okay. she said that um. She would sit around, her family would sit around the dinner table every day, and her dad would ask them, What did you fail at today? And that was a common question that he asked them because he knew that if you guys failed at something, you actually tried to do something. And so that stuck with me because it's now I look at it as you know, these failures help me move forward, you know, the mindset of failing forward. And so It's okay that I may have started something some years ago and it didn't necessarily work out because I wasn't ready because it still gave me some of the knowledge. It still allowed me to know some of the people I needed to know. It still gave me a taste to understand, okay, you can do this again, but this is how you can do it better the next time.
0: Oh my, that's real good. Like literally that is a biblical principle sure. like some of your greatest lessons you learn with God is in that midnight season oh my
1: gosh absolutely <laughs> if if if
0: I never what you what you might say fail or if I mm-hmm. never fell mm-hmm. how about that yeah. or if I never fell into a situation that wasn't so pleasing to God and then he gave me the grace to get it out and then I was able to pray and fast and kind of rekindle my relationship. Those are the times yeah. when my relationship with God have really just flourished and I learned God in a whole new way. Yeah, so absolutely. that principle about failing and life lesson and growth is bomb it's like huge. So some of my greatest lessons have been in the midnight because oh that's when God sees you. There's, there's no I think it says Psalms 139 talks about light and darkness is the same to God. So if we view light as like, for example, the good times and mm-hmm. we and we view darkness as what we might call the bad time. There's no difference to God. We can still he can still
1: find us. There's no place he can't find us. And honestly, sometimes the bad time is kind of, you know, where he got his wide open and now, we're we're willing, open, right. you know, we're willing to now be obedient, and we're willing to say, okay, I'm gonna let you do it your way, <laughs> you know, I would stop mm-hmm. trying to do it my way, and, and I felt like, you know, perhaps that may have been some of my roadblocks, because I was, again, trying to rush the process, because in our mind, we had this whole time clock, and we need to do about this, you know, we got this whole, you know, plan, and it's like, Although I gave you these things, I didn't say it was time to go. I didn't say it was time to move. And so those are things that I really had to learn and and think back and reflect on. And and now I have a better understanding of that.
0: Man, if you could, like, (laughs) my hand is raised right now. Like, I'm waving my hand. I'm amening right now because, like, this is where I am in my life, this Mm -hmm. whole thing about time. Like, I'm like, all right, God, mm-hmm. you said, you said, and, and, you know, we always say, well, God, I thought by now yep. <laughs> I would have had this, or I would have been in this place, but yeah, t- time is, time is, God doesn't live in our time. So, like, yep. it's, you know, our you know, thought process, for whatever reason, you know, we get a little hasty mm-hmm. in our 20s, our 30s, oh and, you know, I'm, I just had a birthday, so I'm 41 right now, but happy, yeah, I'm not belated. talking about that, but what <laughs> <laughs> I'm, thank you, but what I'm saying is, you know, even I, you know, struggle with time, I'm writing a blog, mm-hmm. um, and it's called, you still have time mm, that touched me yeah. that says something to me right there um you still got time you still got time to do a whole lot of Absolutely. things you know I was listening to a sermon I don't even know who it was I listened to a lot of sermons and they were like you know God used Abraham in his old age right mm-hmm. <laughs> Abraham and Sarah you know you know there are a lot of things have transpired you know a lot of Moses he he mm-hmm. he, he led the the um children out into the wilderness that 40, 40 years, years and all he led he, yeah. he, he he came up basically an apostle a, a pastor a leader yep. in his old age right mm-hmm. so you know we think 20 is 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 late or 30 is 40 you know we could be 60 years old and God said okay now is your appointed time exactly
1: or well, how about this how about it takes you 20 years to get to a point and then God press fast forward and then that next year everything happens
0: and <laughs> come on manifestation acceleration <laughs> yeah and
1: so i feel like we cry about our timeline and how we think that you know it's taking too long but we also don't consider that once he build us and give us all the tools when he press go and we're ready like it can all just happen that quickly mm. and then we'll be calling you know, it I mean, saying this- it's moving too fast <laughs>
0: How about that? Oh, I need look when the Lord was telling you, you need an assistant, mm-hmm. but you ain't do what he told you. He right. was telling you you needed to get your business in order, uh-huh. get your paperwork together. Mm-hmm. But now when your appointed time show up, you ain't right. Right. See there. And then you complain. Exactly. See there. See there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Are we preaching to each other? Right. We are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So that that's real dope. Like time. You know, if life lesson, that moment of failure, and then God shows up, yep. and it was all worth it. How about
1: Absolutely.
0: that? Absolutely. My, my, my. <laughs> all right now. I'm going to cash you up. You are awesome, from <laughs> uh, <laughs> So let me talk to you real quick about what it means for you to be persistent. You know, I like the idea about grit carriage keep going Mm -hmm. you know because things don't happen overnight and that's that's one of the other things right Mm -hmm. that in our youth we don't understand it doesn't happen overnight Mm -hmm. and it takes lots of ups and downs to get to where we're going. I'm sure there were many times along those 16 years you was like, all right, God. Oh, it was real. I know I had this vision <laughs> when I was at Eastern Shore, but what you doing right now, right? I real. know there were times when you were like, you may have even wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. I know there were times when, you know, you didn't see your way clear. Mm-hmm. But what keeps you passionate? Because 16 years you had to have had a lot of grit a lot of courage to show up every day to do what you had to do in order to manifest the moment when you are able to launch your own brand outside of the confines of corporate think Mm -hmm. so that way you can then blend that faith fashion and family that I see. This I'm just I'm just, you know, telling you what I see. I mean, as like that as your target audience, right? <laughs> that's what I see. So like what keeps you passionate? What keeps you going, you know, other than your faith? Like is yeah. there anything that you can share?
1: Yeah, um, so it's a few things. So just to go back a little bit. So as you mentioned, so these 16 years have not been, you know, I, I breeze by the story really quickly. Um so in many instances, I was usually always the only black girl in the room. And if I wasn't the only black girl, I may have been the youngest, you know? And so you, I had to learn how to acclimate to all of these different environments. Um, and not only was it, you know, even if you take the race away, it was the background. And so I come from a true, you know, Baltimore city, you know, I come from a single parent household, so, you know, I, I had the similar story to so many of the 80s babies who grew up in Baltimore City. And so the that right there was difficult. And so when you talk about grit, it's things that I don't even realize until I'm talking right now that I just had to kind of work through and work on myself to even, you know, um, adapt to these different environments. Um, but one thing about me, um, I always, I always have been a person about doing the work. You know, we 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 talk about faith a lot, and and faith is 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 amazing, and it's what we need. But faith without works is dead. And so, I'm always a person who is saying, okay, well, you got to do the work, you know. And so, even when the work didn't look as glamorous as what somebody else's work was, or you know, I was working a lot longer, a lot more, and it just didn't seem right. Um, I knew that I had to do something. Well, what about those times? It was times that I I knew it was time for me to leave. You know, um, it was time for me to leave these companies, but I had to wait until the right opportunity came. And so I was never a person to just quit and just walk away, even when times got rough. It was like, no, you're going to wait until that right opportunity comes. And that's the way you leave. You know, you have to leave properly for yourself. And so, um, so for me, it's always been, you just got to keep going. You know, that gives me that courage to, to know, you know, that I just got to keep, keep going. Um, another thing is, yeah, I just feel like um, I just always kind of knew myself. You know, and yeah, right. And and I, I believe that um that knowing yourself and knowing like this is who I am, do you know, don't don't lower your standards, don't quit, don't you know, try to do the next thing just to kind of get out of it. Um, that really kind of gave me that mindset. Really just saying you have no choice but to do this.
0: Hmm. That's good you don't have no choice man Mm -hmm. that's good wow so Mm -hmm. when you talk about all of you that you've shared you've sold or worked with global national brands I envision I'm visioning for you right I envision (laughs) that that's something that you aspire for your own brand absolutely Um, but what does it mean to go global for you like when I say this podcast is girl go global and it's more than Mm locality locality um what does it mean when I say girl go global because I think you're doing it but what does that mean to you
1: um I would say that it means being able to uh, and I'm speaking from a woman's because woman's position because you know that's my target you know um I always say my motto is fashion is your language, right? So, when we say go global, that means and mixing that with fashion is your language, to me that means that we're all speaking the same language through this one thing. And so, in that one thing, you know, for me, it's not always about, you know, yes, I sell pretty clothing, but for me it's never been just about me being that a regular boutique, you know, because I really see that there is empowerment through fashion. When you look good, you feel good. Um, you know, studies show that if one doctor comes in a room in his, you know, in his lab jacket or in his scrubs or whatever, his, you know, uniform, he is, is looked at to be a lot smarter and more advanced than maybe a doctor coming in just with his regular clothes on that he will wear out to the mall. And so it's real studies out here that shows that you know the way you um the way you dress the way you um your, your appearance it, it really is that first signal that a person gets when they you know come in contact with you so that is inclusive for a woman here a woman overseas um a woman in and it really goes across all ages you know I particularly uh target 30 and over because I believe that once you kind of cross that threshold from twenty nine to thirty and you kind of, you know, mature a little bit and now you're kind of looking to say, okay, how can I put my best foot forward? Um what are the things that, you know, I can do to stand out from the crowd? You start to think a little bit more strategically. But um but yeah, I feel like um going global to me is having this pretty much this universal language of fashion and how it makes you look and feel and perform.
0: That's awesome. Wow. So before we go, I what just want to say um, today we have with us Miss Asia Rogers of A. Rogers Apparel. By the way, this episode is sponsored by her. I am so excited to see what's next for Asia and all that she has doing with her, her brand and how she, it, it will evolve over the next few years and hopefully when she launches in uh, Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom's <laughs> and all those places we can have her back on the podcast or some other platform that we're using at this time at that time but until then how can people connect with you Asia how can they check out your your apparel line and how can they connect with you personally
1: sure um so my website is and and that is I ship you know anywhere you are located um, my Instagram is at a Rogers Apparel, uh, as well as my Facebook, and um, and it's pretty much a Rogers Apparel is is across all of the platforms where um anyone can contact me
0: awesome 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 thank you thank you thank you so much for joining asia truly is a global girl and she is embodying all the tenets of the girl Go global community and podcast stay connected follow her like share and don't forget to share the and review this podcast we are looking forward to bringing you more content on a consistent basis so looking forward to sharing with you more Thank you so much for joining.